Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Uh, today, going to do a little bit of a different uh, a different thing with the podcast. Uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow. I'm recording this late on Tuesday night, and we had a big trade uh, today, uh, massive trade, really, um, probably... You know, I don't want to jinx anything, but probably the biggest trade we are going to see um, in uh, baseball um, uh, by the deadline. And so the deal was uh, Cincinnati gets uh, Trevor Bauer from the Indians. Uh, the Indians get Fran Mil Reyes, Logan Allen, Yasiel Puig, uh, minor leaguer Victor Nova. And then uh, San Diego gets outfielder uh, Taylor Tremel. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, um, who is uh, one of the top prospects for the Reds. And then Scott Moss, I believe, uh, another prospect is also going to Cleveland. So major, major trade obviously involves one of my favorite players uh, in all of baseball, Yasiel Puig. Uh, just from a personal standpoint, a little sad to see him move from the Reds. I feel like that's a really good, it was a really good fit for him, both in, from a fantasy baseball context, but also... Uh, because um, I really like the Reds team a lot. I liked Puig a lot. Um, they have a really nice, uh, nice core. My little, uh, my five-year-old was on the Cincinnati Reds for his T-ball team, so he loved the Reds. Yasiel Puig's his favorite player. He loves uh, Jesse Winker, Joey Votto, and so a little bit, a little bit sad from a personal perspective. But from a fantasy perspective, I just wanted to dive in really quickly. Again, a little bit different than I normally do with the podcast, but I thought it was important to provide a little bit of analysis, um, you know, for folks as they try to interpret what this means for their fantasy teams moving forward, particularly owners uh, of Trevor Bauer, Yasiel Puig, and Fran Mil Reyes. So just wanted to do a really quick uh, dive uh, on the trade and the folks that are involved in it. So first of all, I think the initial reaction from a lot of folks is Great American Ballpark is one of the best hitters parks. Uh, so that is bad for Trevor Bauer because he's going to a better hitter park. And it's bad for Yasiel Puig because he's leaving a better hitter park. But when we take a look at the park factors, they actually tell a little bit of a different story, at least for this year. Now, um, park factors, you know, depending on which... Um, you know, uh, provider or website you go to, you know, they're going to be different. Uh, they're also f pretty fickle year to year. I know that a lot of websites do like a three-year average um, when trying to figure out uh, park factors. Um, but, you know, when I took a look at Baseball Prospectus, because they have park factors by handedness, um, I took a look at them. So Cleveland right-handed batters, thinking about Puig here in particular, uh, go from uh, 104 uh, so 100 is essentially average for a park factor. They have a, uh, Cleveland has a 104 run uh, factor. Uh, so in terms of scoring runs, it's 4% four, uh, 4 above league average. Whereas Cincinnati for right-handed batters is actually neutral. So it's 100. Uh, it's right at average. When you look at uh, home run factor, Cleveland's actually at 115, according to Baseball Prospectus for right-handed batters in Cleveland. That is among the best, uh, you know, um, 
that's one of the best home run factors that you can get. Uh, Cincinnati isn't bad either, but it's at 104. So according to baseball perspectives, Puig is actually going to see an uptick um, or, or he's going to be moving to a better ballpark, at least as it's played out in 2019. When we take a look at ESPN's uh, park factors, they don't actually do it by handedness. They just have a bulk park factor. Uh, Cleveland, uh, 0.992 from a run factor. So right about neutral from a run factor. Cincinnati, 1.063. So slightly above uh, league average there for Cincinnati. But then the home run factor, uh, ESPN also has Cleveland ahead at 1.143 uh, for a home run factor versus Cincinnati at 1.107. So not a huge difference. But again, looks like Cleveland is actually a step up when it comes to home runs. Uh, and it may be, um, uh, you know, it's about neutral uh, in terms of run production. Now, I would say that Cleveland has a pretty good lineup, right? You have Francisco Lindor, who's been hitting well since um, uh, since he started playing this season or just this season. I know he was out for a little, a little bit there. Carlos Santana has a nice season, gets on base a ton. Jose Ramirez has really started um, to heat up a lot. Um, so not a bad lineup there. And he's also going to be facing AL Central pitching. And I think there's a lot worse things that you can do um, than facing uh, AL Central pitching. And so that, I think, is another um, situation where, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of an upgrade for Puig. Uh, When we take a look at, um, I actually hadn't looked at this, so I'm going to look this up right now. Um, But when we take a look at team stolen bases, um, so the number, the team with the most stolen, the third most stolen bases is the Indians at 73. The Reds are all the way down at 47. And so I think that you might see Puig also get the red light, uh, the green light uh, a lot more. It's late. Uh, the green light a lot more. And so that could also be very beneficial for Puig. So I actually really like this move for Puig from just a fantasy baseball perspective. I think it's a really, really um, nice move, despite my personal feelings of sadness uh, for seeing him leave Cincinnati. Similarly, for Trevor Bauer, um, you know, it's it's pretty much a neutral move, I think, for him you know, from like a park factor standpoint, uh, I know that um, Todd Zola put out a tweet uh, that I retweeted earlier tonight where he said, you know, um, Progressive Field is actually a worse ballpark according to his park factors, a 110 uh, compared to Great American Ballpark at 104 for run index. Um, but that Great American Ballpark also is much better for strikeouts, a little bit worse for walks. But he seems to think that it helps Trevor Bauer a lot, the league switch. Obviously, the DH is going to be gone, um, and he is uh, going to be um, facing opposing pitchers, which I think is a, a positive move forward. And while you would expect it to be a downgrade because he's moving away from the AL Central, the AL Central was actually hitting him very hard this year. Um, he did not have a good record against the AL Central, and so maybe the lack of familiarity that NL Central and NL teams overall will have with him will be beneficial for him moving forward. So I kind of think it's a positive move for both players obviously Bauer in terms of the wins you know Cincinnati doesn't have a terrible offense but it's probably not going to be as good now that Puig is gone so he may not get as many wins but uh, I think it's a positive move for him overall or at least I'm convinced of that wanted to do a little bit of a dive on Trevor Bauer though um 
you know, just to, to kind of point out what I think we're seeing um, from him so far this year, you know, 156 and two thirds innings pitched a 379 ERA, 121 whip, 185 inning, uh, five Ks in those 156 and two thirds innings. So really nice volume as you'd expect from Bauer. His Sierra is at 416, XFIP at 429. So outperforming those by a little bit. Fastball velocity is even at 95 miles per hour, but where we've really seen Bauer struggle, I think, is um, with the skills. The skills are down from last year, really a career year for him. Uh, O swing at 30.5%, so right around league average, but down 1% from last year. His first pitch strike rate is down 5% from last year at 58.9%, worse than league average. His zone percentage is also down uh, 1.5%, down to 40.4%, which is also worse than league average. 37.1% of his pitches have gone uh, for balls, which is half a percentage point worse um, than last year and worse than league average. So, you know, you see that he is throwing uh, fewer first pitch strikes, fewer pitches in the zone and getting folks to chase. And not surprisingly, his K percentage has jumped up. It's above league average at 9.5%. So I think that's been my biggest struggle as a fantasy owner who has Bauer in a lot of places is that increase in walk rate. Um, He just has really struggled, particularly in some starts just to throw strikes. And there's nothing more frustrating than that. His K skills are still really nice, although worse than last year. 85.4% in-zone contact rate. Uh, That is up 1% from last year. So in the zone, he's about league average. Swinging strike rate is at 12%. That's down 1.3% from last year when he's at 13.3%. His CSW is a very solid 31.3%. So that's very nice to see. Supports that 27.9%. Uh, K rate overall, K minus walk rate, 18.4%. And so he's not in that elite territory with K minus walk, but he's definitely uh, better than league average by four to five percent. And so again, a much better than league average uh, starting pitcher. Babbitt at 276, uh, strand rate at 73.9%. That's down 6% from last year. And really one of the things with Bauer, and I think this is something I've mentioned learning Uh, a lot about is last year was a career year for him. And when you look at some of the contact related metrics, they were all really, really low. And while even if he, even if he deserved that, it's really hard to maintain those. And we've seen those, um, we've seen those really regress this year. Uh, The Babbitt 276 home run per fly ball rate uh, has doubled from last year at 14.2%, still below major league average, which is now 15% this year with the happy fumble. Strand rate, though, down 6% from last year. So all of that, you know, obviously resulting in, in worse performance from Bauer. When you think about it, though, when you, when you, when you consider the fact that it's about 0.3 of a run uh, increase in starting pitchers ERA this year as a result of the ball, you know, you're looking at a 3-5 ERA, which isn't what you were necessarily expecting from Bauer. You wanted better than that, but it still hasn't, it's not the reason why you're losing a league. Um, his expected Woba this year at 314, his actual Woba at 307, so pretty much in line there. When we take a look at the bat, it projects him at a 386 ERA, a 1.24 whip with 90 Ks, over 71 innings pitched for Bauer moving forward, so not bad. I actually tweeted um, Derek Cardi uh, just to see what the bat had for park factors. I really trust the bat as a projection system, and I know that he does a lot of work around park factors, so I was just... I was wondering about that. Not sure whether he'll share that information because I know it's proprietary and he, um, uh, but I think it would be really interesting to see uh, where they have that. 
The one thing that I wanted to highlight for Bauer is just the regression in some of his pitches this year, or the decline, I should say, in some of his pitches. Just looking at swinging strike rate on his pitches, his slider has gone from 21.1% last year to 17.6% this year. His cutter has gone from 21.9% this year to 12.4% or 21.9% last year to 12.4% this year, a big drop off. His changeup, and I know he worked a ton of on in the offseason at that at 15.2%, is now down to 11.8% this year. His curveball from 15.6% last year to 12.7% this year. The only pitch that has an improved swinging strike rate is his, his four-seam fastball from 7.5% to 9.3%. So, I mean, obviously Bauer kind of marches to the beat of his own drummer. Um, so whether or not the Reds will and and Derek Johnson will be able to identify some improvements that he can make um, and help him out. I'm not sure. The Indians are obviously one of the better um, uh, better teams, if not the best team, at developing pitchers, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I definitely expect the Reds to hold on to Bauer. I think it was Matt Modica had a had a tweet where he was saying, you know, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer as the top three starting pitchers next year for Cincinnati. Um, you know, that is, uh, you know, that's a really nice start uh, to a rotation uh, there for for Cincinnati next year. And I think their owner has shown a willingness to. Um, you know, to improve and they've gotten improved attendance as a result of that. And so, you know, I, I think he's there to stay. Uh, next up, uh, Yasiel Puig, um, O-swing this year at 36.6%. That's up 5.5% um, from last year. I think that's one of the things that we saw with Puig earlier on in the season. He struggled a little bit recently, but I think he struggled a lot earlier in this season because he was just pressing. All the metrics were way, way off, and now he's he's regressing back to you know kind of his true talent level. In-zone contact rate at 83.3%, so a little bit worse than league average, down 6.5% from last year. His ground ball rate is the one place where he has to, made some positive positive strides, 34.9% this year, a really nice number. That's actually down 8% from last year. So really nice there. Hard hit rate at 37.2% about where it was last year, but down when you can, when you think about the fact that hard hit rate overall is up about 3%. K rate below league average at 21.8%, walk rate low at 5.8%, 331 expected WOBA, 330 WOBA, 75, 7.5% barrels per plate appearance, a 113.3 max exit VLO. You know, so overall, I think the the key thing for Puig is that he's really back to his former self over the last 40 games. You know, all of those metrics, O swing, Z contact, ground ball rate even has regressed up, you know, uh, which is not necessarily good, but everything else is headed in the right direction. So hopefully moving over to the Indians, we don't see him uh, press again. He's able to really feel more settled. The other thing that I'll mention that's a little bit of a concern is that he is moving away from... Um, Turner Ward, who was his hitting coach in Cincinnati, but also in LA the last couple years. And so that's the one thing is that his, the guy that he's, you'll remember him, uh, you know, uh, giving, giving uh, Turner Ward some smooches last year, uh, I think, uh, um, you know, and, and, and I think they had a really good relationship. And so, 
Um, I think that that's the one little thing in the back of my mind that's a little bit of a concern. But I think overall, just outside of that, I think it's a positive move for Puig. Let's hope he doesn't press and he's able to really be successful. Uh, Fran Mil Reyes moving from the Padres to um, uh, the the Indians. All obviously a really good move from a power factor perspective, um, and also the fact that he can play DH. He's going from a ninety four. Um, uh, run factor according to baseball perspective for right-handed batters to a 104 so a nice little jump there and then from a 103 for right-handed batters um, in Petco which isn't as bad for right-handed batters when it comes to home runs to a 115 park factor in Cleveland so a really nice move there for Fran Mill. Uh, o swing at 34.5 percent that's actually up so he's 3% from last year, so he's chasing more outside the zone. His contact rate is down uh, 4% in the zone and 3% overall from last year at 77.1% and 66.6%. Uh, now that's uh, very low, um, you know, well below league average, but there's a, a, there's something really interesting that's gone on with Fran Mill this year. He's been hyper aggressive in terms of his swing rate, 52.5% overall swing rate. That's up that's five and a half percent higher than league average. And then inside the zone, he's swinging at 80% of pitches, which is 11 and a half percent higher than league average. So he's just been really aggressive on pitches in the zone in particular, but then overall just swinging a lot. And I think that's actually helped to keep his K rate down. It's down from last year at 26.6%. Um, um, his walk rate is at 8.3%. Uh, the ground ball rate, 44%. That's down 5%. A nice little, um, you know, uh, nice little down tick in his ground ball rate. You know, he's a power guy. You want to see him hitting the ball in the air. And then the hard hit rate, not surprisingly, at 47.6%. Um, that is plus 3% from last year, right around where the league average bump that folks are getting. And then when we look at his stack cast stuff, that's where he really shines. Nine and a half percent barrels per plate appearance, 115 mile per hour max exit velo. He's part of that elite 115 mile per hour club. There's only 30 players in baseball that have a max exit velo of 115 miles, 150 miles per hour or higher. And then his expected WOBA is at 376, which is uh, well above his 352 WOBA, so he's been underperforming there. So just really, really nice overall for Fran Mill. I really like what the Indians have done here, um, adding two really good hitters. Obviously, the loss of Bowers is going to be huge, especially from a volume perspective for their bullpen. But you know they've really added some quality um, hitters. They have Reyes for another five years. He can be their DH for that time. He should be really, really good. And from a development standpoint, they generally do a good job of developing players. The last uh, major league piece in the deal is Logan Allen, who has struggled mightily uh, with the Padres so far this year. You know, just an over a quick overview. Thirty eight point five percent of his pitches are balls. That's way above league average. Not surprisingly, uh, his walk rate I believe is at eleven percent, and then his called plus swinging strike rate is at twenty four point four percent. That's about four percent worse than league average. Not surprisingly, his K rate um, is only like eleven is only like twelve percent or something like that. His K minus walk rate is one percent. But I think the one thing that interests me about Allen is that when you look at his the scouting report on him, his changeup is his best pitch. 
His fastball isn't great. He does struggle with command a little bit, but the Indians have just done a great job of taking guys who don't have very good fastballs, who maybe have some good off-speed and breaking pitches, um, and turning them into really serviceable starting pitchers. Allen has three pitches with close to a 15% swinging strike rate, led by the changeup. I think it's at 14.6% in terms of swinging strike rate. So not great uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but definitely something for the Indians to work with. Um, I would not be surprised if they um, sent him down uh, to AAA to work um, you know, and kind of get on their program, which is, you know, guys who throw uh, a lot of strikes, uh, you know, don't necessarily rely on their fastball. It's good enough, but then really uh, thrive in their breaking and off-speed pitches. So really just interested to see what happens uh, with Logan Allen moving forward in his development um, with uh, the Indians. Um, all right, that um, that is going to wrap up a, a little bit of an overview of the big trade that happened today. I hope this is uh, helpful. Um, if it is, if you enjoy the podcasts, um, please do go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Uh, or a review. Uh, It does really help uh, get the word out. If you can, like, retweet, share the pod, uh, share how much you enjoy it, uh, the in-depth analysis that it provides, Um, and always be on the lookout for our weekly uh, podcast collaboration with uh, Bubba from the Bench with Bubba podcast every Monday night. And then I'm going to be bringing you these abbreviated shorter podcasts in the meantime to just kind of Uh, share my thoughts and a little bit of analysis that I am doing uh, as the week goes along. So that wraps up episode uh, 87 of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Thank you so very much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Enjoy deadline day. It's going to be absolutely nuts. I'll try to do another podcast probably on Thursday night uh, would be my guest just doing a little bit of a summary of what happened and what it all means. Um, so yeah, enjoy it. Best of luck with your fantasy baseball research. Take care and be kind to one another.